Jesus, we thank you that your word says that underneath are the eagle's wings, that you, like a mighty eagle, bear your young upon your shoulders to the heights. Thank you, Father, that we not only look up to you, but you rise beneath us. You are the air under our wings, the one that lifts our head and lifts our life. In you is our hope for today, forever. We thank you that that hope does not disappoint. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, y'all can uh, pray for your pastor this morning. I woke up with really high sugars, and uh, you know I'm a diabetic. Um, and I've been wrestling with that morning, all morning just trying to get to a place I can function. So it's a bit of a miracle I'm standing in front of you right now. Um, but we're just going to pray that that continues to come under control. Amen. Uh, I don't know that there's much explanation to it, but I am working all my deductive powers trying to figure out what else I can do uh, to get things in the right place. But we're in, uh, you're in for a treat this morning. I noticed, uh, did you notice the eagle in the picture just a moment ago? That's, uh, that picture was actually taken just over our harvest garden out here. We've got, a, we've got a bald eagle that's calling us home right now. Isn't that cool? And uh, um, one of the icons that was associated with my dad was a bald eagle. He probably has 20 of them in his study. You know, different images, different sculptings. As Angela was driving home and kind of lost in her grief as she drove, uh, she said, God, I just can't stand this. You've got to give me a sign. And she looked up in the sky, and the, the dark clouds against the white clouds just made an obvious she took it she had to pull over and take a picture of it just an obvious picture of an eagle um, in the skies and uh, I, I can't imagine how how people get through the loss of someone they love without confidence in the resurrection my, my heart has not been grieved so much it's been just grateful Grateful for such a dad, grateful for such a faith that is immovable, is a rock facing mysteries that we can't fully unravel as human beings, right? Paul said, behold, I tell you a mystery. And he talked about the resurrection. That's in 1 Corinthians 15. Behold, I tell you a mystery. Now, a mystery doesn't mean it's a fable. A, ministry, a mystery means there's just facets about it, though it's real, that we can't fully comprehend. Now, you, you've been a loving parent. You, you, you've had a purpose for mystery. Every Christmas, probably, you planned a mystery, right? So, something that your kids weren't fully anticipating, but when they came down the stairs or they saw that tree on Christmas Sunday morning, their, their response was, oh, right? 
And there's, uh, there's something about our homecoming that our heavenly parent wants to remain a <gasps> moment. Maybe it'll be seeing that, that room that he's gone ahead to prepare just for us. And all of its personal touches. Paintings of eagles on the wall. Oh, whatever it is, I guarantee you this, <laughs> it'll be your room. It'll have the signature of someone who has known your heart and loved you beyond what you could imagine all the days of your life. And, and that will be your dwelling. That place that is made for you will be like Christmas Sunday morning forever. Oh. I tell you a mystery. You know, it's, it's a mystery largely because we only really see this side, just glimpses. Jesus' resurrection, others' near-death experiences, perhaps, that, that, that are kind of a, a peeking through the veil. But, but we don't see the other side. But God in this world has given us some examples. And Paul talked about those. He talked about the seed, you know. You've got all kinds of seeds. But in a sense, they have to die. They have to go in the ground. See, that's what he's saying. Just like a seed has to go in the ground, when our bodies go in the ground, what, what was put in the ground is not what comes up, but it is what comes up because, because it comes from the seed. A, a corn seed doesn't raise the same thing as a strawberry seed, right? And so who you are here will shape who you are there. But who you are there is so much more than what you were here, Right? We see it in the cycle of a butterfly, right? Uh, the butterfly that goes into its cocoon. I read a little bit about that last night. I always hate to be ignoramus when I'm trying to talk about stuff like that. So I, I read last night, I didn't know this, but I read that in order to make the cocoon, that the monarch butterfly actually, this is a monarch, it actually strips itself of its, of its skin and the larva is already underneath. According to that, did you say no? Oh, you said yes. Okay. I thought, oh, no. I read the wrong article. Uh, because Terry knows her butterflies, right? Uh, someday when she goes to the other side, we'll see butterflies everywhere. I'm certain of that. So, so then uh, it goes into its cocoon. And this is, this is the amazing thing. When it goes into its cocoon, it turns absolutely to goo. Nothing left, just turns into mush. You know, just liquid. It emulsifies, it turns into liquid. And then somehow, God has so designed it that it re-makes itself into a butterfly and bursts out of the cocoon and is this thing that's so different than the caterpillar that was just crawling in the trees. This one now flies amongst them, right? From, from, the, from the grubby caterpillar to the uh, free-to-fly, incredible butterfly. And, 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 and so in some places like that, we see what God's done on each side of, of that mystery of passing into death. And I, I, I told y'all not too long ago, I, I heard a study. Y'all didn't expect to get this much in the communion on butterflies, did you? But, but uh, a study in the butterfly where they actually wondered, does the butterfly have any 
recognition memory of when it was a caterpillar. Because it just turns totally to mush and reorganizes itself. Is there any continuity between here and there? And that's our question. What will I be like? Will I, will I still be me? And my answer is yes. You'll be you and more you than you've ever been. You will be you completely stripped of the skin that contains you of sin. It, that will be behind. Can you imagine what you will be like when you no longer have a tendency to sin, but only to love like Jesus loves? Oh, my gosh. I, I'm shocked that anyone would recognize me. Aren't you? You know? I, I know someday when Cheryl and I meet on the other side, she's going to say, where were you all my life? You know, I, 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 can't, I can't imagine, I can't imagine that kind of transfer. But, but they wondered, you know, you, you wonder if you'll still remember the people that you knew here, if there's that big a transformation. And they actually have studied, Georgetown University did a study of, of butterflies. They took them, it was actually a moth. They took the moth when they were just uh, caterpillars. And they, the caterpillars did not have a natural uh, uh, aversion to a certain smell. It smelled like a um, nail polish remover, acetone. It smelled like it, and, and, and they don't respond to that at all. But with these particular caterpillars, they taught them by an electrical shock. Whenever they smell that, they're going to get shocked. And so as soon as they smell that, they would crawl like crazy to get away from it, right? So then they let all of those caterpillars make their cocoons and turn into moths. And then as moths who have no natural aversion to acetone, whenever they presented that, the moths went nuts and tried to get away from it. No, no natural inclination to that. It was something that they were taught when they were caterpillar stage. And so somehow, in the mystery of turning into goo, they still retained who they were on the other side of that transformation. And if God has designed that for moths and butterflies, I've got to believe he knows how to do it for us. Right? I believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. And these last three or four weeks, it saved me. It's just saved me. And, and I know it's a, a pillar in our faith. Not just for me, but for all of us. So today, I, I'm going to entrust a treat to you. You're not going to hear me preach. Maybe that's why I'm talking so much right now. You're not going to hear me preach. You're going to hear my dad preach. Not just a clip, but the whole message of, I believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. And I'm his son, but it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. My dad was not just a, a pastor. He, was, he had a philosopher's mind and an evangelist heart of fire. He was a unique gift to me, and uh, this is kind of a way of me celebrating that gift with you. Many of you knew him, but you knew him as, as my dad, the gentle man with a past that everyone honored, but 
maybe we all didn't know very well. And, and when I watched this video, it was, it was as if I rediscovered my father. But more than that, we can rediscover in this message today a pillar of our faith that is meant to hold all of us because we've held on to it. I trust it'll be a blessing to you. Communion. It's about that touch of transformation. Son of man, do you believe that these bones can live again? It's a question. It's a mystery. It's a reality. And we partake of it every time we partake of him. On the night that he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread. Oh, thank you. He took bread. And he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this as often as you do it in remembrance of me. So if you have your bread and juice, you may partake of it now. And after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks to you, our Father. And he gave it to his disciples and he said, Take and drink from this, all of you. For this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, Lord, we thank you that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread. Just as you pour out your Holy Spirit and pour it abroad in our hearts, Father, you Niagara your grace like Niagara Falls into our souls. Do that just now, Lord Jesus. Remind us of the great mystery that is yet a reality. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Resurrection. By the power of God, so many mysteries yet so real that sustain us from moment to moment and day to day, no matter what we face in this life and the next, your grace has the answer and we have you. We thank you, Lord God, for your all-sufficiency in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We give you thanks and we pray as you taught us to pray, saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.